the comeback kids. The Twins erase a six-run deficit in the eighth and ninth innings, beat the Royals 7-6, sweep the Royals, and improve to nine games above 500. So much to talk about on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, May 22nd, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker. Been writing at Twins Daily for over two years, been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is season four at Twins Daily. This is season three as host of the podcast. And maybe the best uh, comeback Twins win I've seen since I've been doing these. It was amazing today. The Twins trailed 6-0 in the eighth with a lineup that looked like uh, a lineup that might score zero runs today. Carlos Correa, Byron Buxton did not start in this game. Gio Urshela was not in the lineup. It was a Sunday lineup in a series the Twins had already won. And they struggled to score with runners in scoring position, to score period against Brady Singer all day long. Bailey Ober was really solid in his return from the injured list, gave up one run over five innings. Yanier Cano was not good. He gave up five, and it just wasn't their day. I'm banking the loss, so I'm writing the game recap in the postcast, which you can check out on Lockdown Sports Minnesota with Brandon and I after every game. Writing the recap, I go into the spreadsheet. We're going to talk about the spreadsheet today, and I count it as a loss already. I mean, shame on me. Twins down 6 nothing in the 8th. I counted it as a loss. They score 5 in the 8th. They load the bases with two outs. Luis arrives to the dish. Base hit takes the lead. And uh, he got hosed on some, on some poor strike calls. The key to me in this inning for the Twins in the 8th was, of course, I mean, the big hits. Max Kepler, Carlos Correa, big walk. Gilberto Celestino, awesome walk. Great plate appearances. Nick Gordon's hit was the difference for me in this inning because what it allowed the lineup to do was roll over for the ninth and it forced Josh Stalman into the game. It was one thing that led to another. One big walk, one big hit, single, single, single. Kyle Garlic hits a two-run home run that kind of busted this thing and got them within one. It was special to watch. Just the line was moving. You hear about this. Move the line, move the line. They were literally moving the line over and over and over today in the eighth and ninth innings. They get Stamon into the game in the eighth. He comes back in the ninth, can be wild at times. And I've said it many, many times. In a big spot for this Twins team, if they have a a big run scoring opportunity or they need to get a runner on base or they need a hit, they need something, I want Jorge Polanco at the plate. I want Jorge Polanco at the plate. And there are a lot of options here. Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, Luis Arise, but why did I feel so comfortable? I felt comfortable with Arise coming to the, to the dish with bases loaded and two outs, but why did I feel so comfortable with Jorge Polanco leading things off in the ninth? Because I knew, I knew, I knew he was going to give them a good plate appearance. And what does he do? He walks and he gets on, ends up scoring. The game-tying run on a sack fly from Gary Sanchez. Max Kepler, double into the corner. Kepler's been that dude this year. Guys are stepping up. The Twins are nine games above 500. It's still May. 
But I mean, this is as good of a start as you could have hoped for, especially after the four and eight start after 12 games. I mean, for them to be sitting here at 25 and 16 after that start is pretty outstanding. And it's incredible they were able to come back and win that game today and sweep the Royals. And it matters because this 15 game stretch, we're shooting for 10 and five, shooting for 10 and five in this 15 game stretch. The Twins are three and oh so far. So need to go seven and five in their last 12. And this Royals and Tigers stretch, they're going to go Royals for three at home, or I'm sorry, Tigers for three at home, Royals for four at home, Tigers for five on the road. Win seven of those 12, and you went 10 and five in your lightest stretch of the year, and your record is rosy. You're looking really, really good. Uh, 32 and 21 at that point. So, I mean, this, this is a resilient group. It's a resilient group. It's a group that when they have bad games, when they have bad innings, they, they come back and they have a bad series against Houston. What do they do? They win two out of three from Cleveland. They win two out of three from Oakland. They sweep the Royals and go seven and two in their next nine after getting swept by the Astros. They bounce back. They started four and eight. What do they do? They win 14 of their next 17 games. And I know this schedule is light. And it's not like we can pull so much from this because they aren't playing good teams. And when they have played good teams, the Dodgers, the Astros, they've gotten their butts kicked. So Jury's out on whether they can hang with good teams and whether they can be viewed as a true you know, playoff threat to the best teams in the American League. That's The jury's out on that. But what we know right now is that they're taking care of business against bad teams. And that is a requirement for a playoff team, for a division-winning team. Before you do anything else, before you beat the Astros, beat the Yankees, go to the World Series, the first thing you have to do ultimately, even if your schedule is tough at the beginning of the year, it comes down to are you how many teams are you better than and are you beating those teams? And I think the Twins have established that they are much better than the Royals. They are much better than the Tigers. They are obviously much better than the Orioles. They split with the Orioles at Camden Yards. They are establishing themselves as better than a lot of these clubs. And you just keep building that and wins build. And all of a sudden, you're nine games above 500 and you're finding ways to win games. The difference I will say before we get to the spreadsheet between this year and last last year, I felt on any given night, how are the twins going to lose this game? Now I feel on any given night, how are the twins going to win this game? And I felt that again today without Correa, without Buxton, how are they going to win? They found a way it was special. We'll get to the spreadsheet after these words, from Bet Online, our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wager information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, Bet Online the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and again, even next season's NFL futures. If you want to go bet the Vikings for next year, go to betonline.net. Thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcast. I want to get to you, Yohan Duran. Bailey Ober was very good today. And the Twins offense, I mean, 
what what more can you say at this point about what they're doing? But it's spreadsheet time. For those watching on YouTube, you can see the spreadsheet. If you're not watching on YouTube, that's okay. If this is your first time with the spreadsheet, this is a spreadsheet I made before the season, before the season, predicting every series for the Twins and every series and all mother months and all the games lead to a 90-win season in my prediction. So my projections have the Twins winning 90 games. Why 90, Nash? Well, I think 90 is going to get you into the playoffs, and now I think 90 is going to win you the American League Central. Uh, the Twins are three games ahead of my projection system. I had the Royals actually taking two out of three at Kauffman. I, the Twins swept. So they gained two games there, and they came in a game up uh, because they had gone on that 14 out of 17 stretch. I have them taking two out of three from Detroit. I have them taking three out of four from Kansas City. So I have them going five and two at home this week and then losing three out of five to Detroit. So I have the Twins winning seven games and losing five. And what did I say? Seven and five, right? Seven and five. Um, that's the goal. That was the goal, 10 and five. And if they go seven and five over these next three series, they'll have reached that goal and they will be in a great spot at 32 and 21, 11 games above 500, going into a difficult stretch. And you just have to kind of tread water against the difficult teams. Like on the road, you play the Blue Jays, you got the Yankees coming up, you got the Rays. Just don't get swept in those series. Like find a way to win a series or two during that stretch. Even if you don't, like losing two out of three, if you're 11 games above 500, is not going to kill you. You get out of that stretch, you know, maybe seven or eight games above 500, and you got through the American League East gauntlet. And the Twins beat Tampa Bay in Tampa two out of three. So you can view that as an opportunity. You can view it as an opportunity to prove that you're legit. But so far, they haven't really done that against good teams outside of Tampa Bay. Uh, mentioned whoop by the Astros and the Dodgers. Yohan Duran closed this game today. He's just a joy to watch, isn't he? I could talk about Yohan Duran all day long. The stuff, the poise, the command, it's all there for him. And he was... Tremendous in the ninth inning. He has everything you're looking for from a future lockdown closer. And uh, he's everything to them right now in the bullpen. Like he's their fireman. He is their multi-inning weapon. He is their closer. He does everything for this bullpen right now. He's a Swiss army knife. And uh, it would be hard to imagine where they'd be at without him, frankly, in the back of that bullpen. I keep thinking, I, I know there's been a lot of discussion lately about Chris Paddock and Tommy John because he did. He underwent Tommy John for the second time. It sucks. I thought Chris Paddock was going to settle in to the middle of this rotation. Uh, I think if the Twins do not make a move for a high leverage reliever at the deadline or before the deadline, they are going to eventually miss Taylor Rogers in the bullpen. I've always liked Taylor Rogers. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I've always liked Taylor Rogers and what he brings to the Twins bullpen. And it would be really nice to have him right now. Um, you know, that trade, I think my reaction to that trade was maybe skeptical, um, wondering, you know, what they saw in Paddock. I know he wasn't the pitcher we saw on the surface, but he did have the UCL injury last year down the stretch. There was considerable risk there. Emilio Pagan's been fine on the surface, but you see what Rodgers is doing in San Diego. I knew he would do well there. I think he, in the NL West, Benefits him to see a lot more left-handed hitters and good left-handed hitters in the NL West than good right-handed hitters in the American League Central and the American League. You know, you look at the Dodgers with Freddie Freeman and Max Muncie and all those guys. They have a lot of left-handed hitters. The Giants, Crawford, Belt. Better spots for him in the NL West than there is against Luis Robert and Jose Abreu and Tim Anderson and Framio Reyes and Jose Ramirez. All these good 
you know, right-handed Jose Ramirez, a switch hitter, but a lot of good right-handed hitters in the American League Central. So, and he was great for the Twins. He really was. He he navigated that and got big outs all the time for the Twins. He was awesome. And again, if they don't go get a good high leverage reliever, they're going to miss Taylor Rogers eventually. Maybe they haven't to this point because the bullpen's holding on, but all it takes is, you know, a 10-day aisle stint for Yohan Duran or Emilio Pagan finally, you know, his numbers catching up to him and the home runs coming and all those things happening. And all of a sudden, it's going to be, we miss Taylor Rogers. I'm not saying that trade was a fail. I'm just saying they put themselves in a position to be criticized with that trade right now because Taylor Rogers is killing it in San Diego. And I think the Twins are lacking I've said it all year. They're lacking another late, high-leverage bullpen arm. And before Rodgers was traded, I said, I think the Twins' bullpen can be very good this year. I still think the the Twins' bullpen can be very good this year. But they're kind of walking a tightrope in some areas. I wrote a fun piece at Twins Daily. Three trade targets for the Twins. Let's talk about it after this word from Bilt Bar. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. You're in luck because Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff, you heard me right. The puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now on Built.com. Built bars are not just delicious. Built bars are healthy. All Built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. Go to built.com to get brownie batter puffs and more built bar selections. Now go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's L O C K E D 15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrote an article at Twins Daily three trade targets to watch. I think what I want to pull from this for today's episode and talk about is the biggest needs on this Twins roster. And they're 25 and 16. They're playing very good baseball all around, defensively, offensively, starting pitching, bullpens getting it done. Everybody's getting it done in a weak part of their schedule. Flaws, holes can easily show themselves, and they will over a 162-game season, especially when you start to play good teams. And I know the Twins still have 12 games against the Royals and Tigers right now, but very soon it's going to happen very fast. They'll be playing tough teams, and they're going to need to get tough outs, and they're going to need good starts from more than just Joe Ryan and more than just Sonny Gray. They're going to need Sonny Gray to go deeper into games and pitch well like he did against Oakland. They're going to need more during that stretch, and they're going to need more if they're going to go to the playoffs this year. You know, if the Twins legitimately go to the playoffs, which every single day, I mean, it's May, but it feels like it's a possibility that they'll have a chance to do that. I think they'll definitely have a chance to go to the playoffs this year to take advantage of a great start and, and you know, we're 25% of the way through the season, but the twins have put themselves in a position where if they don't make the playoffs, it's because something went wrong. Something must've gone wrong down the stretch. Um, you know, the, the outcome that the twins are a 500 team all year and they missed the playoffs, just missed the playoffs. That's out the window. You're nine games above 500. There, there has to be a collapse of some sort for you to not be an above 500 team this year. And they're going to need supplementation at the deadline you've learned your lesson 2019 they didn't get a frontline starter they lost Michael Pineda to suspension and all of a sudden Randy Dobbin starting game two at Yankee Stadium you can't have that happen this year if you are legitimately a playoff contender at the trade deadline you need to go get a, another frontline starter and we say it every year I say it every year I said it in the offseason 
they missed on a frontline starter. They got Sonny Gray, who I think is a frontline starter when he's right. I think Sonny Gray is a solid number two. I will stick by that. I think you're going to see that this year. And honestly, right now, I think he's got a 330 ERA or something, which to me, you know, is a borderline number two starter. Joe Ryan looks like a number one, but we'll see. I mean, I think Joe Ryan long-term is more of a number two, number three, which is great. I mean, that's an amazing trade for the Twins right now. They need a frontline starter, whether that's Frankie Montas, Nathan Yavaldi, who I wrote about from Boston, who pitched extremely well last year in the wildcard game for the, the Red Sox against the Yankees at Fenway. You need one more like high-octane frontline starter. When I say high-octane, the reason I like Nathan Yavaldi is because he throws 98. If you know me, you know I love velocity because I think you need you don't need velocity. Like look at Joe Ryan. I love Joe Ryan. Love the way he pitches. You don't need velocity, but damn it's nice to have, isn't it? It's really nice to be able to reach back and just go to that 98 mile an hour fastball if you're Nathan Yavaldi. He also led the American League in FIP last year. Has not been very good this year. I believe he was better today, but he is an impending free agent. Frankie Montas, a year and a half left he'll have at the deadline of team control. I think you need a frontline starter. I think you need another high leverage reliever. And the offense has been a strength. The offense entering, I think, Saturday's game or today, it's got it's it's still there. It's a top five offense by OPS plus in all of baseball. It's there with the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Rays. It's right up there. The Angels, the Twins are a top five offense by OPS plus right now, which is adjusted to the league. OPS adjusted to the league, but. You look at the Astros in 2019 are a great example. They had Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole at the top of the rotation. What did they do? They didn't settle. They went out and got Zach Grinke, who had a 290 ERA for Arizona at that point. It wasn't the Zach Grinke we're seeing now who's throwing 85. But they went out and got Zach Grinke, another frontline starter, to pair with Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander, and they made it to the World Series and lost. But, I mean, <laughs> making it to the World Series would be a hell of an outcome for the Twins this year. In order to do that, I think they'll need to add another bat. It could be Alex Kirloff, but... You don't have as much faith in him. I wrote about Josh Bell from Washington, who I really, really like. C.J. Crone mentioned, not in my article, but I, I C.J. Crone makes sense to bring back too. Another big bat for the middle of the lineup would be very helpful. I think a switch hitter like Josh Bell or Anthony Santander from Baltimore would be helpful. Uh, you can lengthen out this lineup and make it a real strength. And if the Twins get to the playoffs and Buxton and Cray are healthy, you got to bring the Cavalry. Another guy I love, I've always loved as a player, is J.D. Martinez. And if you had Correa, Buxton, Martinez, who's an impending free agent, if the Red Sox continue to struggle, and a Martinez-Yavaldi package, I'm just starting to think in May. And it's fun to think. It's fun to throw these things out there. I hope the Twins uh, continue to help me come up with these ideas by winning ballgames. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB, hosted by our friend Paul Francis Sullivan. Sully is the best. Please call him Sully. He brings his unique perspective on the Major League's past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think. Twins are 25 and 16, and now they have the Tigers for three, the Royals for four, all seven games at home, and then at Detroit for five. It's time to make hay. Let's continue. Go Twins.